0: Welcome to the Spiritual Life Management Podcast, where we help you bring balance in your life and live to your fullest potential with your host, Gretchen Smith. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Spiritual Life Management Podcast. I am so excited for today's show because I have Rory Wolcombe on the show today from the medium school. Rory is a certified medium an intuitive development teacher with the medium school and a passionate proponent of the fact that absolutely anyone can learn to communicate with the spirit world. Rory isn't just a medium though. She teaches people around the world how to connect with their past loved ones so that they can experience the healing power of knowing that we are all alive and we're all able to communicate with those that have passed. She's also the author of 11 Lessons from Dead Dad. Is that correct, Rory? 11 Lessons from My Dead
1: Dad. Absolutely.
0: (laughs) 11 Lessons from Your Dead Dad. Wow. So right there, I want to start off with, let's go into that. So what's the story behind your book? so i i sort of like to put it it's the story
1: of how i became a medium but it's the story of how anyone else can and you know you said it beautifully in the introduction but i am such a believer that we can all connect with those on the other side we might not all do it as a profession but you know whether it's connecting with our spirit guides or someone that we lost and we are just hoping to have a continued connection we can all learn to do that. I say, if I can do it, anyone can.
0: Awesome. Okay. So did you just start off connecting with your father? Um, Have you always been open to your mediumship abilities or uh, tell me how this unraveled for you? Great
1: question. So I find it's really common whenever somebody starts opening up that they remember encounters with spirit that they had in their younger versions right i was the same way when i my dad passed it was really my first big spirit encounter. It was me, you know, almost moving from a skeptic to truly believing that we live on after death. And I was going to do everything I could to sort of open up communication once I felt his presence. But it was interesting, the more I opened up, the more I would remember times from my childhood or teenage years or different times in my life when I did have a spirit connection, but I had closed it down because of fear or closed it down because nobody else was talking about it and I wanted to fit in. Um, and I find that is just so, so common that we all have experiences, especially in childhood. Children are so open, but it doesn't mean we all remember them or it doesn't mean we all understand them until we first start really opening up. And when my dad passed, that was the best opportunity for me to really be open to this world.
0: Okay. So what steps did you take to really just dive into it and open up? Can you share a little bit about that with us? Yeah,
1: I would say it was a lot of my dad's part first, so he passed two months before my wedding, Uh and I was never one of those girls that dreamed about a big princess wedding, anything like that, but I always thought my dad would be there. I was a daddy's girl, and the idea of him not being there just added to my grief right? He died two months before my wedding. He died two weeks before my sister was going to give birth to his first grandchild. He died months after my mom had just retired. You know, there was so much big grief happening at that time. And he made it so apparent to me that he wasn't gone. And that really started opening up this process for me. And I I love to tell this story, but uh, on my wedding day, I didn't want to talk about him you know it was too fresh there, there was no way we were going to talk about my dad not being there but my officiant suggested we should do something in his memory so in the meeting before the wedding I just said we'll do a butterfly release like I don't want to talk about this anymore I don't even you know know if I totally agree with the idea of a butterfly release it just came to mind that's what we'll do and we can move on so the day of my wedding I walk down the aisle, see my, my now husband at the end, and we start with uh, a butterfly release with a big box of butterflies. He's holding it. I'm opening it. And completely unspectacularly, you know, one butterfly flies out here and there. It was absolutely nothing like I thought it would be, but we, we did it. We got it over with. And little did I know, one butterfly didn't fly away it was on the side of my dress the entire ceremony not just around me not just it was at my side the entire ceremony and at the end our officiant had asked all of our family to sort of stand up and and talk about giving their blessings and she had asked them to sit down to show that they were blessing or that they were approving of this wedding and in that moment the butterfly that had clung to my dress, the whole ceremony was still there when I went to sign the papers and came back. It flew away when, it was, when my family was asked to give their blessing. And even though my grief was so big in that moment, it was one of those spectacular times when spirit messages were just so clear that everyone at my wedding knew it was a sign of my dad saying, I'm at your side. It might not be how either of us wanted, but I'm here at your side on your wedding day. And I will say it it wasn't immediate that I accepted this. Um, and I find that with so many people who are grieving, we can all connect with spirit, but grief can get in the way, right? It can make it harder to, to realize this connection, to so find the signs, you know, hear the messages, all of that. And even though I had this amazing sign from my dad that he was there at my side, it took me a while to accept that. And and I would say it took me years to fully believe it, but even just a while to, to be open that it was a message from him. And the more I got open to that idea, the more I'd feel his presence around me. And I I would say a lot of my opening up to this was my dad's encouragement, just like he would have in, you know, living as my dad in his physical body, encouraging me to move towards what's best for me. He was still doing on the other side. And so bit by bit, he would help me feel his energy around when I was in a good place. And I, you know, I had energy to t- tune into that right. bit by Bit by bit, he would send me songs or different um, knowings or you know different messages to help open up my intuitive senses so that I could really trust that he was still around, but also learn how to really communicate. And I will say that's why I'm so passionate about helping other people learn to do this, because it's not an easy thing to figure out. A lot of the signs and messages from spirit feel so subtle. And like we could easily be making them up or they're coincidence, but that doesn't make them any less of a message from spirit. And my dad just cheering me along all the way. Um, I I would say it was a lot more of his help than my own abilities to to open up that path
0: of communication. Oh, that's awesome. So what if you're someone that is really really just desperately wanting to connect with spirit, with a loved one or somebody that's passed away that means so much to them. What would you say to them? Is everybody's loved one going to help them along or are there things that they can do on their own? What can we do if we want more connection? Yeah,
1: I'll start by saying I think all of our past loved ones are our spirit guides and they can help us in different ways, just as any spirit guide can, whether we recognize them as being a close loved one in this life or not. And it's the same idea. They might have particular lessons that they are supporting us with from spirit. Or they might be more of a lifelong guide, and I would say it, part of that depends on the relationship you had in life, and part of that depends on who they are as a soul and what they can help you with. I will say just because you, you didn't have a close relationship in life doesn't mean that that past loved one can't support you as a spirit guide. Um, that, that's absolutely possible for those of you who really want to connect first of all having that that openness having that that passion that need to connect will only support your connection the hardest part though is the grief and mm-hmm. i always say grief it never goes away you know it can shift and change with time but grief is is quite a heavy lower vibrating emotion. And it's not one that we don't want to not feel. You know, we absolutely want to feel our grief and and not push it down. But when it comes to connecting with the other side, the higher our vibration is, the easier this work is. And so that's sort of the, the double-edged sword with this is when you're grieving, of course you have that want and desire to connect with the other side. But sometimes the grief can just make that connection harder. And really why that is, is those in the spirit world, they're not up in some far away heaven, you know, where they are is quite heavenly. It's quite, uto- you know, it's a utopia. It's quite perfect. But it's not some far away world from where we are. It's all around us. You know, when my dad first started coming through, I could feel his energy right beside me. And it's the same when I do readings for anyone else. Those in the spirit world are all around us but they're in a higher vibration they're in the energy of perfect love and happiness and joy and peace and if we can't be in a place to get into a higher vibration doesn't mean we will match their vibration but to get into a more uplifted feeling place which signals a higher vibration if we can't do that we are so much less likely to be able to feel that connection simply because the distance between us and our past loved ones is greater and so for those of you who are listening and really really want a connection I want you to trust that it is within you because again I like I said if I can learn to do this Anyone can, and I've seen it with myself, but I've seen it with student after student that we can learn to do this. It is an ability innately within us, but we can learn to develop it. But if you find your grief is too big at the moment, there are a few things you can do, but you also don't need to force it because Oftentimes when we want to connect with someone and then we are forcing it and really, you know, looking for that connection at every single moment, if we don't get that connection in that moment, it can make our grief worse. And I don't want you to do that. I want you to let this unfold in its own time. I want you to start talking. your past loved ones you don't even have to worry about receiving messages back or feeling them or sensing them with your intuitive senses yet just start talking to them and i always say whether you talk to them out loud whether you talk to them in your head using intentional thought whether you even write them a letter they hear you they're around all the time they don't miss anything that you're going through since they've been passed and just that act of you beginning to communicate with them opens you up to their communication. You might not hear it back right away. You might not understand when it's coming, but just start talking to them. That's a great way to start connecting with them, especially when the grief is at its strongest.
0: I love that piece of advice. Yes, that's awesome. So you touched on a couple things I want to go back to. One being that the, you know, the grief is just so heavy that you're almost blocking it. I think that's a great point. You know, it's a lower vibration and that's just an excellent point to make. And then I'm assuming people can always work on raising their vibration as well.
1: Yeah and and my biggest suggestion would be is to wait for the moments when that feels easier. You know, when grief is at your heaviest, don't force yourself to raise your vibration and almost bypass the grief. Grief is is because there's love there. And if we're just trying to bypass it and go right to raising our vibration, it's going to be harder to do that work anyway. So wait until there's a time when it's easier. I know when my dad first passed, my sister gave birth to his first what would have been his well would what is his first grandchild he just never got to meet her in life right it was moments when we were with her um, and the new baby and you know really excited for this new step in life that dad's energy felt closer And I didn't understand it at the time, but I was in a higher vibration when I was hanging around my niece, you know, my sister's new child. It was easier to feel that connection simply because I was in a higher vibration during those times. So that's one thing I'll say, you know, you don't have to force yourself to get to a high vibration. Wait until there's a time when it's easier, and that's when the connection is going to be stronger.
0: Oh, I love that. Great advice. Great advice. Makes complete sense. You know, you're so excited about having a newborn in the family. Everyone is naturally on a high vibe, right? So it makes complete sense that you would really feel his presence around you at that time. Absolutely. And it was such a great teacher
1: for me, too, to learn that the spirit connection is always within all of us, but it doesn't mean we're all open for it all the time, right? We are living in human bodies with lots of different emotions, lots of different vibrations that we experience and not holding yourself to a standard that if this is truly innately within me, I should be able to do it 100% of the time on bang on all the time.
0: That's just not how it works. Right, right. Yeah, exactly. And then you touched on another point too, which I think is really important. I don't think I've ever really talked about this on the show. Maybe you can elaborate on it a little bit is that spirit is around us all the time. Our loved ones are around us all the time and it there's not like a linear timeline. So maybe you can help me just reemphasize this or reword it. And they can be with me and they can be say for example with my sister or with my mother. They can be everywhere right all at once? Absolutely. And that's one thing that took me a while to fully understand because living
1: in these human bodies, you know, we think of time and place quite differently than what those in spirit experience. And how I like to explain it, Time exists in the the physical world, in the human world, but there isn't really time on the other side. There isn't also any physical limitations. They're not in their physical bodies anymore that take up one place, one space in this world. When they cross over to the other side, their energy is as expansive as the universe. You know, they are not limited to one place, one being, one human body anymore. So the idea when my dad would be around me, it took me a while to trust, well, I'm not taking him away from being around my mom or being around my sister or being around my niece or anybody because he is all of those places. He's there all of the time. He can be with everyone and anyone. And I love the the idea that I, he taught me that this spirit world, heaven, whatever you like to call it, it is around our world. It's in the spaces that make up our world. It's everywhere and anywhere, all at once. Um, and for those who really want to connect to their past loved ones, know that as you're doing this, you're not taking your loved one away from anyone else because they are simply not
0: experiencing
1: those physical limitations anymore.
0: That's such a great point. Well, let me ask you this, Rory. Have you ever had a challenge connecting with your father now that you've really kind of dialed in your expertise with mediumship? Totally. And what I would say is the most common thing is when fear is
1: pretty strong, that's when it's harder. And so I'll I'll tell a story, actually, most recently that happened to me. Um, My dad, uh, his whole career, you know, worked with cars. And so whenever in life I had any issue with cars, you know, buying a new car, needed something fixed, he was the guy I was going to go to. So, of course, in the spirit world, he's the spirit guide I'm going to go to to ask for his advice now that he's passed. And it was interesting. He helped me, you know, buy a car after he passed. He helped my husband find the right car, you know, sort of just guiding us from the spirit world. But recently, my husband's car was making uh, like a, a squeaking noise as it would back up, and so it was interesting because there was a lot of fear coming up for me in the moment. And it's hard to explain now why there was so much fear, but I, I I almost felt like there was a lot of fear of like, well, you know, dad guided me to help find this this car for my husband. You know, he guided us to the right one. It felt like everything fell into place when we found this. And now there's an issue going on with it. And maybe I was wrong about that guidance. And it's, it sounds silly to share that, but I know everyone else will experience that in one way or another. So there was there was fear coming up with there's an issue with this car that we haven't had so long um and you know dad can you show me what's going on with it show me you know what I need to do and it took a few days of even after asking him to feel like I got anything back because the fear was so strong um and it wasn't something that was on my mind all the time but whenever I thought about this issue there was that fear of oh what if I'm not receiving his guidance as clearly as I, I want to, right? So I, yeah. I, I asked for his guidance and I sort of put it on the back burner and said, you know, I, I trust that this will come when it's supposed to, which is always the way spirit works, always the way their guidance works. Whether it was a few days later or a week or two later, you know, I, I, I can't remember. But I remember just this thought popping into my mind of break pads. And I thought about it for a minute. You know, that's often how those knowings come to me is it feels like a thought popping into my head. It's a a clear cognizance, the intuitive sense of knowing, but it's not as if it feels that different from my own thoughts other than it just pops into my head and there's not a whole long story with it. There's no explanation. There's no case for why it's correct or why it couldn't be correct. It just pops in and it feels right. And so this thought popped into my head about brake pads and I thought for it for a while you know not even recognizing it as my dad's guidance at the moment which is often how it works but I thought about it for a while and I was like, well, the brakes were new when we bought it. So, you know, I, I I know it's not the actual brake rotor, but maybe it is the brake pad, you know, maybe that wasn't replaced or, you know, so it, it made sense to me. So I made an appointment to bring it into the mechanic and I said, you know, I'm, I'm not sure what's going on, but I'm presuming there's something with the brake pads because it's making this noise when we back up. Can you check it out? And it was so, so interesting how the mechanic goes through it. You know, he looks and says, you know, all your brakes, your rotors, your pads, they look great. You know, I found one little stone in the brake, um, but I can't see why it would be making this noise. And so I left the mechanic feeling frustrated of like, well, that, you know, that didn't fix anything. And I got home and we back up and the sound is gone. And at this moment, I can feel my dad's energy so closely. I can feel him laughing. I can feel his joy. And I knew that his message wasn't that the brake pads needed fixing, but that just getting them checked out would remove this stone that was in them that would fix the problem and it wouldn't even cost us anything. And that was the closest to the most accurate message I could receive at that time to help me with my problem. And so even though I teach people to do this work, even though I have been connecting with my dad from the other side for for years and years, it made me laugh in it's not always what we think it is when we get these messages. And especially when fear is strong, we're going to get a message at some point, but we can't hold on to that. I need to get it right now. I need to have it at this moment because you won't receive it then right? Spirit is always around us. They always know what is best for us. And if a message is going to be helpful in healing, it will come when it's supposed to, not when you think it is. But the idea that, that fear can, is, a, is a big blocker for us um, is, is a common one for a lot of people. And I had to laugh of, you know, I, I, I told my husband, I was like, I, I, you know, I believe my dad saying it's the brake pads. And, you know, I had to laugh afterwards saying he, he got me to the solution. I just wasn't in a place to fully receive the, the message that there's a stone in your brakes and that's making the, the noise. So we'll just tell her brake pads and that'll get it fixed.
0: Oh my gosh! I love that story for so many reasons. <laughs> so, I am one of those people that I like immediate results. I like them, things done right away, and I want to want them done precisely. And often, I will ask for my spirit guides to come in. Number one, I often don't ask for one specific guide to help me. So, I want to circle back to that and get your two cents on it. Mm-hmm. But If I don't get like instant gratification, and when I mean instant, maybe like within the next hour, then I'm like, well, for some reason I'm doing something wrong. Something's not working out. My communication skills aren't very good, so on and so forth. So the fear or the being patient really resonated with me. So thank you for sharing that. Absolutely. And that's one thing I find with the idea that our past loved ones are our
1: spirit guides, is yes, they're guiding and supporting us in life, but they're also our teachers for what our soul wants to understand and grow for us in this life. So if we are somebody that needs a message right away, right? If I, you know, I've had other experiences connecting with my dad, but now I'm doubting it, so I need a message immediately or I'm not going to believe it anymore, I'm probably not going to get a message in that moment because there probably is a lesson about trusting, trusting that the connection is there, trusting that my dad is is around and supporting me, and trusting that if I need to know something, it will come when I need to know it, but it might not be when I think it is. And that is something I found time and time again in my own development journey is my dad teaching me to trust that he was always there supporting me. He was always there with me, but it doesn't mean that I was always going to be seeing signs from him. It doesn't mean I was always going to be feeling his presence around me. It doesn't mean I would always be getting a message back as soon as I asked for it, but I could trust that it would come when it was truly helpful for me. And he sort of gave me this phrase,
0: if you don't get it right away, you don't need to know right away. (laughs) Ooh, I love that. That's really powerful because I love the, the concept of having a lesson right in there too. So you might, you might get your message and you might get a lesson along with it. Absolutely. And so much of, of
1: the process of developing this communication with the other side is building your trust that they are there supporting you. And you sort of don't have to be in the driver's seat, right? You can you can yeah. move forward and, and listen, you know, and and do things that feel right to you, but you can also sort of take your hands off the wheel a little bit and trust that you are being supportive and they're not gonna just wheel you off the drive you off the side of the road, right? They are there right. to support you and and I think the, the building trust in that relationship is is a big part of
0: developing a stronger communication. That's awesome. Okay. So let's go back to asking your dad to help you out with the car situation. Should we be calling on a specific loved one to help us in specific situations? Great question. I think it depends on
1: if you know they are guiding you on something in particular. Now, I would say with my dad, he's my biggest spirit guide, so I can call on him for anything because that's what I would have done in life, right? Mm -hmm. He would have been my guy anything, you know, if I'm having a, a problem at work or a problem with my car or whatever question I had, he was the guy that I would call to and ask for advice. So of course, he is that same guy on the other side of life, just without his physical body. But there are certain things, right, like cars or finances or business that he really would always help me with in life that I know. I can specifically call upon him for but that doesn't mean I just specifically call on him at times and I'm a big supporter of the idea if you're not sure call on your whole spirit team call on I I often use the the phrase spirit team because Mm -hmm. there's so many more guides loved ones ancestors supporting us than we realize so if you're not sure call on all of them they often do work as a group they're connected to you as a group so they can support you as a group but if there is a particular past loved one or a particular guide that you know has a connection with a particular focus of your life or a particular lesson you can absolutely call on them individually but when in doubt spirit team call on all of them
0: Ah, love that When you do readings for others, do you generally get loved ones or do you get spirit team members as well? Because not everybody is a loved one, correct?
1: Yes. Yeah. And, and I will say sometimes there are past loved ones that come through that they never met in this life. Yeah. You know, um, my dad's dad passed when my dad was a child, so I never met him. But I'd always felt his presence. I'd always felt this close connection with him. And as I first started opening up to my dad's communication, I realized, oh, his dad is a guide for me too. But I never met him in this life. So in my readings, definitely you can connect with past loved ones that you knew. You can connect with past loved ones that you didn't know, but are still connected to you and have, you know, some sort of important message to come through. But spirit guides can also come through. And, you know, like I said, past loved ones are our spirit guides. But when I use the term spirit guides by itself, we'll generally think of ones that we aren't related to in this life. So whether that's a past life connection, whether that's an angel, archangel, ascended master, you know, whoever it is, those can absolutely come through in mediumship readings as well.
0: Oh, awesome. So can you also help people develop channeling? Yeah, so
1: I will say the idea of channeling is is often misunderstood and how I see it is we can all use our mediumship abilities to connect to the other side. So connecting through our intuitive senses, the sense of sight, feeling, hearing, knowing, tasting and smelling, all of those non-physical intuitive senses that are similar to the physical senses but we're not sensing the physical world, we're sensing the non-physical world. We can all do that channeling I generally look at is it's not you interacting with the non-physical world as much as the non-physical world interacting with your being and so channeling whether it's um, spoken word whether it's spoken writing I generally look at it as the idea of a spirit is speaking through you or writing through you versus more mental mediumship or traditional mediumship is you're connecting with the spirit and you're relaying the messages you are, are sort of the the translator or the the medium the go-between right, right. and one thing I Often work with those who want to connect to their past loved ones, and it's an exercise in my book. But the idea of being open to that channeled writing, being open to the idea that your past loved one could write through you, but it doesn't even have to start as typical channeling where it feels like they are. are writing on the paper with your hand moving and it's it's them doing it, it can feel a little bit more like inspirational writing where you feel a connection to them, you're asking for their messages and you're the one who just starts moving the pen and allowing these messages to come through You might have an awareness of what they are as you're writing them. You might not, but that's a great exercise when you are in a high vibration, when you are setting the intention to connect with a particular past loved one and maybe even asking for guidance on on something in particular, allowing this to write through you, whether it's full channeling or more
0: inspirational mediumship, um, it's a great, great way to connect with your past loved ones. Ah, Thanks for clarifying that. I really appreciate it. And can you tell me when you were writing your book, you're the author of 11 Lessons from My Dead Dad. (laughs) Did you have any experiences with that? (laughs) And what lessons came through? Can you give us a little insight into what we might experience in your book? Yeah. So really, as I was writing it, it was
1: so much of, of all that my dad has taught me since he's passed. Um, and, and, and I, I often like to say I wrote it, but it, it's not by me. It's by my dad. It's by my spirit team. It's by all of these beautiful, um, loving spirit guide energies supporting me and having their knowledge come through me. And, you know, the lessons that I talk about are, are a little bit of what we've talked about here, that, that, uh, the spirit world is not so far away from us, that we can all connect to it, that our past loved ones. Are our spirit guides, and they are not just dead and gone. They are around us all the time and can actively support us in our life. And the idea with the book is going through these different lessons, going through what I went through in this development journey, but then giving you step-by-step exercises to help you open
0: up that connection to your past loved one. Oh, it sounds like an amazing book. Thank you so much for sharing. I'm honored to have it have have come through me. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, so one of the reasons that I started doing podcasting in this particular realm, if you will, is because I realized that going through life, if you will, just regular mainstream life Most people are missing out on a whole nother level of, I guess, tools, connection, insight, information, which is the spirit realm that can help us at every corner. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's just so important that we get this information out there that people have the ability to tap into spirit, to tap in and use and communicate with their loved ones when they need help, when they need love, when they need support. And I think that what you're doing is just so beautiful and so important. And I just really, truly appreciate people like yourself and and what you're doing. So thank thank you you. for that. Thank you. And I I will say I'm, I'm honored to be able to
1: help people connect to the other side because I know how meaningful it was to me. You know, when my dad died, it truly just felt like he was dead and gone. And it took sign after sign, message after message for me to believe that he still is around. He might not be here in his physical body like we want, but he is still here. He is still supporting all of us. And I can continue to connect with him. And I I know how much that changed my worldview, my look on life, my right. you know, it changed everything for me, just as his death did as well. And I think that's something that when we lose someone, our life is changed forever. It's my goal, doesn't mean that grief's gonna go away, but it's my goal to help our life be changed forever again by connecting with that loved one on the other side and knowing that that comfort and that healing that I experienced is available
0: for all of us. Right, you know, everybody is different, and I think it's amazing that you were able to open up and be able to to communicate with your father. Now, how about your other loved ones? Um, you mentioned your sister and you mentioned your mother. do are they as open as you are, and are they working on developing their communication with him? And how has that been for them knowing that you're able to communicate with them? Yeah, it, it's definitely been a journey. I would say they're they are absolutely
1: open to it and believing that he's still around. Neither of them have had as many experiences I as I have had, but neither of them have wanted to open up to that or believed that they could as much, right? And right. it's not that I believed I could at the beginning, but I had such a want to do it. Eventually, that belief was there. But it's interesting, they've both had their own experiences. And I know my mom has been one where, you know, she, she she's one that thinks this should be much more obvious than it is. And that's a really important note I want to stop and, and just take note of here. That mm-hmm. messages from spirit are so much more subtle than we think they should be. Right. If we think about what we see with ghosts in horror movies, it's never like that. And thankfully not like the horror movies, but it's it's not obvious like that. Right. It's not as if when my mom is feeling my dad's presence that she sees his physical body standing right there and he's talking to her and it's just like he was when he was living but she has had moments where she'll sit down in bed and she's like, I just, I feel him right beside me. It's not as if I feel the bed move or I hear it or I see it or anything else. I just have this feeling he's right there beside me. Or I might feel, you know, a gentle touch on my shoulder. It's those little subtle things of how messages from spirit comes and i know my mom has had a lot of those feeling the clear sentient moments where she feels his energy around my sister i would say she's a lot more clear cognizance that it clear cognizant that intuitive sense of knowing and that one if you tend to be stronger in that intuitive sense That is one of the easiest ones to doubt and feel like I'm making this up or this is my own voice or this isn't a message from anyone other than myself, right? Mm -hmm. And so I know she's received messages from my dad, but doesn't necessarily recognize them as being messages from him, which is what a lot of us go through. Our, our past loved ones are sending us guidance and supporting us, but sometimes we don't recognize that guidance. And even looking at my journey of development, there are so many times my dad was supporting me and sending me a message through a knowing or through things lining up for me in life. Um, they didn't always come through these awarenesses with my intuitive senses. And I can recognize them now as messages from my dad, but I didn't at the time. And that's what I would say with. What what happens a lot with my sister and many, many people.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I would agree. Thank you for sharing. So tell me, because I consider you to be an expert in this realm. It's kind of what you do on the, the day to day. What types of things do you call upon your spirit guides to help you with, if at all?
1: I'm such a believer that we can ask them for anything and everything. Our spirit guides don't just want to support us on the big life-changing stuff. They absolutely will. But it's the day-to-day stuff that when we want help for anything, we can ask for it. And the more we ask for this guidance and help, the more we are open to receiving it from them. And even when it's the the small little stuff, when we're at a grocery store and we're not sure if we have everything on the list, just asking without the the need that a message has to come right away, just asking, hey, am I missing anything? And maybe even walking around the store and seeing if you're called to go in a certain direction or it just comes to you, right? Asking for those little things help us build a stronger relationship with our guides, which means when we're asking for guidance on the big life-changing stuff, we will be, clo- we will be able to receive that so much more easier because we have a closer relationship. So I'm one, you know, I'm going to ask my dad on, on advice for anything and everything. And some days it might be 10 things, some days it might be one, or, you know, I might not have anything for a day or two. Um, but I, that is one thing my dad and all of the, those in spirit often
0: remind me is that we cannot ask too much. Excellent point. Wow. Yes. I, I don't know. I just, I feel like the more we ask, the better. And for some reason, for me, I just generally ask when it's more the big ticket items. And um, so I was curious with you and with what you do, you know, if it was a daily thing, if it was all day long or what have you. So thank you for for clarifying that.
1: Yeah. And, and I would say I generally start my conversation with my whole spirit team in the morning. So my dad is a part of that, but I usually just use the term spirit team. And I I sort of greet my say, hey, how are you doing today? This is what's coming up. You know, I'd like advice on this, or I know I've already asked for advice on this, but I'm still looking for, for a little bit of guidance here, or how I can heal this. And if there's things that pop up throughout the day, I'll just keep talking to them. But it's, it's generally something that I say, you want to do as much as it, as you need guidance on. Start the conversation at the beginning of the day and keep it going as much as you need it.
0: Ah, Cool. Great advice. Thank you, Rory. Appreciate that. So tell me, who is your ideal client?
1: Interesting question. I it, It's funny, when my dad was helping me build this business, the idea of who I would help kept coming up. And something he kept reminding me is, well, how do you want to feel doing this work? Because that's the most important thing to, to focus on. How do you want to feel in this experience? Or even if you're thinking about clients, how do you want them to feel? And so that was something that, you know, whenever I'm I'm growing or, or doing something new in my business, I think, what is... What do I really want to get out of this? Right. How do I want to feel having done this? And if I'm supporting and helping other people, how do I want them to feel? And for me, the answer is always I want comfort. I want inspiration. I want healing. I want, you know, just to feel good. And that's how I want my clients to feel. And so for me, usually that means I'm not necessarily working as much of with the total skeptics. I'm working more with clients who are open to this world, but they just need to understand it a little bit more because they're already looking for that connection. They're already looking for that sense of comfort and healing with their past loved ones, and I can just help guide them to it.
0: Oh, wonderful. That's really nice. So just to kind of recap, you do one-on-one sessions, correct, for readings for clients? Yes. And then you also have your school as well, correct? Can you elaborate on that a little bit more? Yeah, so I would say
1: at this point, I actually do more teaching than my one-on-ones, although those mm-hmm. will always keep me busy. I'm so grateful for that. Uh, but that really is my passion of helping Others learn how to do this. So, whether it's a more advanced course of working mediums who want to be certified to really improve their skills, whether it's sort of more intermediate where uh, they're taking my intuitive collective program where we're learning different tools to connect to use their own innate skills, or whether it's somebody more beginning and you know just looking to how to open up those intuitive skills and are working through the exercises in my book or, or things like that. I, I do spend a good amount of my time now supporting others to develop their own skills. And that is just my, such a passion for me.
0: And is that a one-on-one course, or is that more of a group course? Can you tell us a little bit more about how you help people develop their skills?
1: Yeah, I do have a few one-on-one sessions um, that you can book if somebody wants to really go individually through their own skills and different things to develop. But all of my courses through the medium school are either fully online, and you can work away at your own pace. Or they are a group-based training, which I quite enjoy. I find a lot of people who are into this, we're sensitive, we're probably more introverts. You know, we don't always love being in a group, but there's something so magical about coming together in a group when people are all on the same page of developing their own intuitive abilities and realizing we're not alone in this realizing that we're not crazy, realizing that what, how I experiencing this is the same as somebody else does. And that's so con confirming that it's, you know, it truly is what I thought it was. I really love the magic of when the groups come together, how much it supports in everybody's individual
0: growth. Ah, oh, nice. And I also noticed visiting your website, which is very lovely. Thank you for having such a nice, easy, uh, website to navigate. You also have a free course or a free little lesson. Is that correct?
1: Yes. So if you go to my website, themediumschool.com and scroll all the way down, you will see a thing to sign up for my free intuition training called Inner Intuition. And that is all about helping you to start tuning in. these intuitive senses, helping you to start realizing that you are probably already receiving messages from spirit that you don't even realize, and to just open up these innate
0: intuitive skills that are already within you. Lovely. All right, guys, so you heard it. You have a lot of different options when it comes to really developing your mediumship skills and Rory can definitely help you with that. That's for sure. Whether it's the book, the website, the courses. Also, I have to say, I've I've just followed you on Instagram and you have so much awesome content on your Instagram as well. So yeah, you've put Thank a you. lot of stuff out there. Honestly, that's always
1: my goal. I think what would have helped me when I was first starting developing, that's what I'm going to help and put out there for others. Absolutely.
0: I love that. So in parting, Rory, do you happen to have any messages for the audience or myself? Any last words of wisdom?
1: Yeah, I'm going to open up here. And what I would say is, you know, we talked about having a higher vibration and how that supports spirit work. And that's one thing, whenever I'm opening up to do messages, whether it's to receive them for myself or whether it's for others, I'm always going to raise my vibration up. So I'm going to a closer connection with the spirit world so I can get their messages much easier. The other thing I'm always going to do, and I'm going to do this here as I'm I'm opening up to see what spirit wants to come through with, is I'm going to set intentions for the kind of messages I want. And this is something I will share for those of you who want to connect with your past loved ones. I know I mentioned just start talking to them, right? Wait till you have times when your vibration is higher, but also setting an intention whether you say it out loud whether you write it down it might look something like i intend to connect with my dad on the other side of this life and trust that he's still around and know when he is giving me messages or just open up to his messages, right? Intention is a really powerful tool. So here is, I'm going to open up for messages. We'll see what spirit sort of has a message for everyone who's listening. I'm going to set the intention that I receive messages of the highest and best good that are healing and helpful for everyone. And as I'm opening up, this is interesting. I'm getting such a warm, fuzzy feeling. And I do feel as if spirit wants me to remind. This might be for you too, Gretchen, but we'll we'll say this for everyone who's (laughs) listening. The intuitive sense of clear sentience. This can be feeling Energy changes around your physical body. That's how I often feel a spirit energy come through. This may be feeling a temperature change or even a little chill on your skin that isn't from the physical environment. This may be feeling things within your physical body too. The clear sentience can cover a lot, but as I'm opening up here, there's such a message that you are already receiving so much more through your intuitive senses, but particularly your intuitive sense of feeling, that clear sentience, that when you have time to tune in and notice what you feel, And this might be even for those of you who are listening, if there's a past loved one you want to connect with, set the intention to connect with them, wait till you're in a higher vibration, wait till the day where it feels good, but sit down in a quiet place, close your eyes, and just tune into what you feel around you. You may even call in your past loved one and ask them to sort of put their energy like they're sitting right beside you and just notice what you feel. I do feel like this is such a strong message that you're already receiving more than you understand, and particularly with the clairvoyance, to spend more time, or sorry, the clairsentience, to spend more time tuning into what you feel and what you sense. And Gretchen, when I'm getting this message, would it make sense to you that there is a a loved one in spirit that you sense through that clear sentience, that feeling like they're around, even almost as if they're there, they might be sort of touching your skin gently at times? Would that make sense to you?
0: Yes, yes, that definitely makes sense.
1: I, yeah. I, I get such a strong message that the, the clear sentience, not that you don't have strong, all of the intuitive senses, we all do, but the clear sentience, you are getting so much more and to stop doubting it. And, you know, when you feel that, that sense of, of, of they're around, start talking to them. Let them know that you know they're there. Doesn't mean you're going to receive a message back right away if you do great but just acknowledge that it is a sign say thank you that is one of the biggest things you can do to get more and just see what else comes up and Ah. as I'm tuning in here there's another important message let me just receive it for a moment here I am getting a message, and I wonder if this is sort of for the, the collective of who's listening, but I'm seeing this message, so I'm, it's, it feels like a clairvoyant message where there is light coming down from above, and for me, this resembles often the energy of spirit, this light coming down from above and just going over your human, your physical body. And as this connection to spirit sort of happens, there is such a release. There is such a need to cry and grieve and let it out. And I do think spirit wants to give a message here that if you are so looking forward to connecting with your loved ones on the other side, part of that process is feeling your grief. Part of that process is not pushing it down, not trying to just move forward because that's what we're taught to do in this life. That's what I was told to do. There is an important message from spirit that if you need to cry, let it out because that is important for your grief. It is important for you, but it can also help move things energetically for you to help you have a
0: stronger connection with the other side after the tears come out. Mm. I love that Rory. Thank you. That is so important. You're absolutely right. And boy, there's been not just grief of losing a loved one, but just just grief of so many different things on the planet here recently. And that's so important. Absolutely. And that's one thing.
1: Spirit's coming in strong. We could keep going with messages (laughs) with them forever, but that's one thing I find with, you know, anyone who's open to this work, we often tend to be more sensitive people, or even as we start opening up and developing the intuitive senses, the sensitivities in the physical world tend to come out more. And so, feeling you know the 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 effects of war across the world, or the pandemic, or different things like that, in addition to grief, is really, really common. Um, and spirit, I, I I just feel them so strongly. You know, the the collective energy of everyone in spirit just want to send us reminder that all of this range of emotions, that is part of the earthly experience. And we don't want to run from them. We don't want to push the uncomfortable ones down. We don't want to not cry because we've cried the day before and the day before that. And we feel like we should be done. Emotions need to move through us for that transformation to happen. And so whatever you are feeling, let yourself feel it. And there will be ease on the other side of that.
0: Ah, that's an awesome message. That is so true. And I really fully believe that we are here on this earth to experience emotion. I believe that in other realms that there's not that ability to experience emotions and feelings, whether it's good or bad. So allowing them to move through you is so important. It's also so important for healing our body of many different things. Absolutely. I always say on the other side of life, there's
1: only perfect love, right? They're in utopia. There is not at all the range of emotions we experience here, which is great. It's exactly, you know, like we would think heaven would be on that other side of life, but it also really reminds us that that's part of why we're here is to feel that range.
0: Right, right. Mm -hmm. Ah. Nice. Well, you've shared so much with us today. I just really want to thank you for coming on the show and really giving some insight to our loved ones being our spirit guides and really the, the ability that everybody has to connect with them. And again, thank you so, so much for the great work that you're doing and helping people really bridge that gap and being able to connect. Thank you, Gretchen. And there's
1: one last exercise I want to talk about briefly before we go. Yeah. Okay. My my dad is saying, hey, you got to make sure you put this in here. Awesome. One, One thing I found really, really helpful when you are looking for guidance on something in particular with your past loved ones. So whether it is communicating, connecting with them more, whether it's guidance on your health or your finances or career or whatever it is, like I said, talk to them. Ask for this guidance, but then also create an affirmation for yourself so that you can get into that trusting zone that it's already in motion, whether you see this guidance happening yet or not. So the example I'll use when my dad first passed, you know, when that connection was strong, he helped me so much with my physical healing. I didn't see all of the messages come right away, right? I didn't understand them. But he said, keep affirming to yourself that you are healing. He might not see it yet. And so I'd use the affirmation every day, I find more and more ways to heal. And I'd forget to use it. And all of a sudden, I'd have a thought pop in my head. It was dad saying, hey, keep repeating this to yourself. You might not believe it yet, but keep repeating it. And so that's one thing I just want to leave you guys with. Whatever it is that you want help with from your past loved one right now, ask them for it, but then affirm to yourself that it is already happening. And so it might be every day I find more and more ways to heal. It might be every day I learn how to connect with my past loved one more and more. Whatever it is, remind yourself that it is already happening, even though you don't see it. Because that ability to just be open and extend a little bit of trust goes a long way. I love that.
0: I am a huge fan of affirmations and I love the concept of turning your question or your, your seeking of guidance into an affirmation. That is so powerful. Especially
1: important when we're, we need a message right away, when there's a time, you know, when that fear is coming up, affirm to yourself that it's already coming because that's one thing I see again. And again, when we ask for guidance on something from our spirit guides, whether it's a past loved one, whatever kind of spirit guide it is, once we've asked for it, they're helping us, they're guiding us, they're supporting us, they're already on it. We might not see that guidance manifest in our physical life until much later, but they are already on it. And that ability to just let yourself trust that and be open
0: to it is a big part of the process absolutely you've got to trust the universe i love that so thank you so much i'm going to use that tip from now on going forward that is for sure i love it all right rory well thank you again for spending a wonderful hour with me today i so appreciate you and all that you're doing and again listeners if you want to connect with rory you can find her at the medium school so check her out and you can also find her on instagram facebook and tiktok at the medium school Thank you. Thank you so much, Gretchen. Thank you. Have a great day. You too. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Spiritual Life Management Podcast. If you like the podcast, please show your support by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast to be notified of new episodes. And if you'd like to contact me, just send me an email at gretchensmithcoaching@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Also, follow me on Instagram at Gretchen Smith Coaching for more inspiring content on creating your best life. Lastly, if you're interested in working with me for spiritual holistic life coaching, just send me an email or DM. All information is below in the show notes under Linktree. Sending you love and namaste.